How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Grid Talk Podcast. I am Kyle Smith with our host, Brendan Littell. How's it going tonight, brother? Pretty good. How you doing? Oh, just finally made it home for the weekend, so just watched the ARCA race and uh, excited for tonight. Yeah, we got uh, ARCA series driver uh, Chris Hacker hopping on the show, um, kind of talk a little bit about his racing career um, tonight, so that should be a lot of fun, and uh, going to just talk some racing and all that good stuff like normal, so I'm excited. Yeah, sounds like a blast, and I believe we have one other guy hopping on tonight. Yeah, we got... Uh, Nathan hopping on USA diecast from Instagram. Um, gonna be part two of the diecast uh, spotlight uh, segment we got going on. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun to hear about his kind of collection and how he started in the diecast game. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun to get him on here and uh, chop it up like we do with Tom last week. Yeah, it's a fun um, segment. Um, one of my is. favorites. Yeah, it's a blast. Um, so I believe we last talked about the, well, we were going into the all-star weekend. Yes, we were at Texas um, Motor Speedway. Um, the first time they hosted an all-star event, uh, which yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty solid. The racing wasn't terrible. I thought it was going to be way worse. So I was kind of shocked. So did I, I was super confused for the most part, to be honest with you. I had no idea what was going on. I'll be but, honest. I was just like, you know what, let's let them run and whatever happens, happens. Exactly. And, you know, as we all know, Larson won again. And I'm trying to think who won the truck race. Who did win the truck race? Did John win the truck race? I think John Hunter won it, yeah. He might have, yeah. And then he Kyle did, Bush. Yeah, he did. Kyle Bush. Got, uh, got number 99 with yeah. the uh, Xfinity Series. So Toyota was, was looking pretty damn good <laughs> up until they the All Star race. Well, too, that's kind of how they've been. They've been pretty solid and everything but the, uh, the Cup Series unfortunately but yeah i mean there's not a whole lot to cover on the all-star race um it was nine points and larson dominated again it was pretty interesting though at the end with brad making it close at least yeah that was exciting he he came out of nowhere i did not expect brad to uh, he wasn't up there the whole race and all of a sudden he's like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and at least try and (laughs) (laughs) he tried but i mean larson he's making it look effortless i mean he's just going out there and just kicking ass he is and then uh we went on to nashville where the truck winner was ryan priest ryan priest that's right first truck start and he comes out and wins yeah it's kind of for the people who hate the uh cup series guys running in the lower series um nashville was definitely not your weekend we had three races and we had three cup winners yeah um had winning. i mean i don't it didn't bother me any Got to see Kyle Busch win his 100th uh, Xfinity win, which was pretty cool. And that was He's, a good battle uh, with Justin. It Hunter. was. Well, it was really back to back. Yeah. He uh, yeah. fought with Allgaier at uh, Texas as well. Yeah, they're making him earn it. So, I mean, I kind of like to see that. Uh, Kyle's done, yeah. hopefully, uh, after the next well, two. Um, if he doesn't have any races sold for next year. So, that's going to be kind of interesting to see how it goes there. Well, from what I've heard from Larry Mack, good old Larry Mack, um, from what he has heard, that Joe Gibbs is going to be definitely not going to be a four-car team next year. Hmm, really? According to him, yes. They're supposedly... In Xfinity? Yes, yeah. Interesting. That's what he said, so... Well, I mean, that's kind of sure. shocking. Uh, I figured they would have kept one car open for part-time, you know, like they have been. Yeah, well, I mean, it could just be the... Um, Ty Gibbs, I assume, be full full time. Um, I don't think uh, Brandon Jones will be back. Uh, Daniel I see Hemmer him definitely going won't up. be back. Yeah, so I could see him just having um, Burton and Ty Gibbs next year. Yeah, yeah. But, and if he does keep three cars, I'd imagine he'd probably keep Hemrick over Brandon Jones. Uh, if Hemrick can pull out some wins. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Brandon Hemrick Jones has proven he can win. So he does. that's the only reason I kind of lean more towards that. Yeah. But I, I mean, agree. should be interesting to see what happens. Um, I mean, their Xfinity program is fantastic. Um, even without Kyle Busch there, I mean, um, Harrison Burton's always up there competing for wins. And Ty Gibbs, we've seen him hop in the 54 car and just win. So. Yeah, 
and they're very strong. Back. They can do whatever. He'll be back in there uh, Sunday at Pocono. Yeah, that is right. Um, Starting... Then the cup race um, from Nashville. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What? Oh, no, go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah, the cup yeah. race from Nashville. Yeah. Um, um, quite interesting. Uh, we should have got Tom on here this week. He was actually there. Uh, Would have been cool to get a different vantage point of the weekend. Yeah, um, but I thought it was a good race. Um, I mean, Larson stunk up the show, of course. But uh, other than that, the racing was pretty solid, I thought. Uh, they were slipping and sliding around, which was nice to see for the first time in forever. Well, that, that is one thing I did like about the track. They were kind of running everywhere. Like, uh, just a certain line, and there was no train. and They were pretty much up and down and every, uh, every spot on the track they could get some grip at. Exactly, which was kind of cool. I mean, the multiple lanes was refreshing to see after what we've been seeing uh, for the past few seasons. I mean, I think the package they used was phenomenal, and they should use it almost everywhere. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I mean, it definitely made for some good racing. Can't uh, can't deny that. Yeah, it showed who was actually uh, the good drivers, and you know, kind of separated them. So. Yeah, and then um, I believe uh, our second place finisher was a uh, good old watermelon man ross chastain yeah. sneaking in out of absolutely YouTube. nowhere <laughs> he came Dude, he in came, put tires and got the, the fuel field. and was like you know what we're going which was um, it's nice to see someone else up there um i like to see definitely that. yeah besides kyle bush having an absolute horrible third stage oh i know he was up there and all of a sudden it's like where'd he go and he's just, he's just car gone just, car just fell apart yeah, it was, it was quite interesting, though. I mean, there was some decent strategy, I think, in the race, uh, especially at the end of the stages with people staying out and whatnot. Um, yeah, tires, I think Pocono's going to be the same way. Yeah, you, you got to have the tires. I mean, if it's the stage is going to end in, like, two, three laps, then, yeah, stay out. But, I mean, anything more than that. I mean, with that package, you're you're screwed. So, uh, which we saw Larson come back and just win the stages for the most part, uh, even after pitting, so. You know, I thought it was a lot of fun, different strategies, and yeah, I yeah, thought I it was a success. It. Yeah. Which Pokemon uh, should be fun. We, we got a lot of racing this week, which we just finished up with the uh, ARCA race, where Corey Heim actually yeah. uh, actually beat Ty Gibbs. Yeah, beat him by a couple hell. seconds. That was a shock. <laughs> Ty Gibbs yeah. dominated everything, so. I guess pretty much just got to ask him why he lost. Yeah, basically, like, well, what? How you lost? Why'd you lose? <laughs> I know you won everything else pretty much. Well, why'd you? Why'd you want to lose this one? Exactly. Which I don't know. Um, it should be good race, and I hope Pocono's not that great of a track. And uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it, so I just hope it's decent it's racing. Track. Yeah, yeah, and I hope that comes into play. I hope so. Um, we haven't had a freaking fuel mileage race in forever. Texas last year, Kyle Busch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Snuck was what ran on like Wednesday. <laughs> it did, yeah, it did. It <laughs> went from <laughs> went from a uh, Sunday race to a Wednesday race. Yeah, well, that should be interesting this weekend. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, yeah, I, I mean, I personally, I, I kind of enjoy Pocono. Um, it, I mean, it Kyle has Busch has won three of the last seven there, but. Yeah, there's some bias there, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. No, we got if the Larson... double At least one of them's got to be good, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Sunday's set up for mayhem, but... Oh, yeah. With the whole inverted field and everything, but... We'll yeah, see that should goes. be fun. We did the same thing last year, and it wasn't that bad. No, it, it should be good. I mean, I'm not too excited, but, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens. Exactly. I've so, just kind of learned to sit back and... and uh, Enjoy the yeah. racing. Just don't complain. Just enjoy. That's all you got to do. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, everybody likes to complain. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. You're going to get that no matter what. Um, but Exactly. Should be a good weekend. But uh, we have um, our guests now that we want to go ahead and bring on. So uh, introduce him here and uh, should be a fun conversation here. Yeah, I'm excited our guest on uh arca series driver chris hacker uh chris how i'm doing great how about you guys we're doing, doing all pretty right good here i want to go ahead and kind of introduce yourself kind of 
how you got started in racing and whatnot to uh, and snow. Most definitely. So uh, back when I was seven years old, we were at the Indianapolis Fairgrounds, and they have, they're named Mini Indy. And I played basketball and, and t-ball and soccer in my really early years of life. But, um, you know, we were hanging out there, and I was like, I looked up at my dad, and I was like, you know what, like, I want to try this next. And along with those other sports that I participated in, uh, he kind of thought this was going to be a phase, but um, he was really mistaken on that one. And uh, so we got a quarter midget. Um, on my eighth birthday, um, it would have been November of 2007, and then we kind of sat there and we we looked at ourselves and we're like, well, it's winter now. What do we do? So we uh, ended up finding a indoor quarter midget track out in Columbus, Ohio, and we we started out running there, and then we went back to the mini indie series in the spring when they started racing again. Um, but I only raced those for a year, and then I moved up to the Inex Bandolero series at nine, and I raced that for three years, or two years, actually. Um, no, yeah, three years. Um, and then uh, at the age of 12, I moved up to the U.S. Legend Cars, and I only participated in that for a year because, um, you know, I was still pretty young at that point, but um, at that point in my racing career, I kind of realized, like, I wanted this to be more of a career than a hobby. So we were trying to figure out what the best way to make this a career um, would be. And we, we come to the conclusion that we were going to try to get me up the ranks as quickly as possible. So I moved up to the late model series at the age of 13. And, you know, there's a lot of younger drivers um, nowadays um, who are that age and stuff running late models. But um, back in 2013, there really wasn't. So what we had to do is we had to send a letter to the director of CRA, um, CRA's Champion Racing Association. That's a series that runs out here. And um, we were like, yo, like, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I've done. Um, we, we really think I'm able to do it. We hope you can agree, yada, yada, yada. And thankfully, he agreed and uh, to let me run in the series at that age. And I ended up winning a race that year. I don't know if the title still holds. There's a good chance it doesn't. Um, but at that time, they, they said I was the youngest driver in CRA history to win a late model event, which was uh, pretty fun to experience. But I raced late models all the way up to the age of 16. And that's when we ended up selling everything. Uh, at that time, my parents were supporting me financially, and they just, they pretty much just ran out of money. So um, we ended up selling it all. Um, I started working um, with Scott Neal Racing, and I, I, I was pretty much a crew member and everything. And I was able to get uh, like one or two more races um, uh, in 2017 under my belt. Um, and then after that, uh, I kind of drifted away from racing. Um, you know, I Scott wasn't really into, I mean, he was still into it, but not as much as he was. And, um, you know, I finished off high school and I just worked at a couple places around here. And I was like, you know, racing is still in my heart. So I graduated high school early and I was like, I'm going to go to University of Northwestern Ohio to try to get my high performance degree. And so I did that and, um, you know, school, school was never for me. And, you know, I, I gave this a shot and it wasn't for me either. So I ended up dropping out. Um, it was just, it, it just wasn't working out for me. I, it, I, they were kind of teaching me stuff I already knew and, and I wasn't really wanting to spend money to be taught stuff I already knew. So mm -hmm. I ended up leaving that and I was like, what do I, what do I do? And you know, over the years, I, I did a lot of jobs. I, I worked a lot, and I'd, I'd buy some, like, really junky cars and fix them up a little bit. I'm I'm a body tech right now, so, um, okay. yeah, that's kind of where I got my original experience from. But I, uh, you know, I'd buy a car with, like, a fender bender for, like, 500 bucks, resell it for, like, two grand, three grand so here were, and there. So you were flipping cars oh, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I was doing anything I could to make money and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of money makes the world go round. So, yep. so um, 
And uh, long story short, I ended up coming up with enough money to provide myself with um, those two ARCA races that I competed in. And then another one more uh, race that we plan on being in the truck series. But um, before my Phoenix ARCA race in the fall of 2020, I hopped into... Were you in the 94 car in that race? In Phoenix, I was in the 12 car. Okay. okay, did so me and Brendan were there for that weekend. I'm trying I would, I would, my car was uh white and silver. I actually spun out on like right next to the start and finish line towards the end of the race. Me and uh, some dude got into it, um, going okay. into that final turn and it cocked me sideways. Um, okay. but I can, I can DM Brendan a picture of the car after this so you guys can maybe kind of jog your memory a little bit, but yeah. Um, you know, before that race, I was like, I need to, I need to knock the cobwebs off me first. So <laughs> I competed, in, I competed in two late model races and I felt pretty comfortable after that. And then, uh, my ARCA debut was, was in the Phoenix race of the fall last year. And I was supposed to participate in the Daytona ARCA race at the beginning of this year, but, um, I'm not sure if you're aware they have a mandatory test session. Yeah. Um, I actually like heard drivers. about that. Yeah, freaking COVID. Yep, I I got COVID during the test session, and we did everything we could to try to allow NASCAR to still let me compete. Um, we were willing that to sucks. like. Yeah, I mean, there, there. I mean, but you know, you it's there, there's certain rules they have to follow. You know there what is, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah you I can't, get that. You can't hate it too much. You, you or well, you can't hate them. You just gotta hate that it happened, pretty much. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't able to compete in that, and um, you know, honestly, I'm kind of glad that that happened because um, I was able to compete in that Charlotte race where I finished a uh, top ten, right? yeah. yeah, which was yeah. Uh, very very happy for me to experience. And uh, that's awesome. You know, I I hopped out of the car. My dad was smiling. My mom was smiling. My brother was smiling. <laughs> and and uh, it, oh, the the major thing about racing is is you got to go home with a smile on your face and and exactly. you know that's what we accomplished and so um, and it's cool too because everything you kind of gone through you know you got that opportunity and then you know to sneak out with a p10 that's just kind of a it's kind of a win without the checkered flag if you know what i mean exactly yeah it, it was definitely a win without taking a trophy home um you know everybody was happy that night and and you know that's all you can ask for pretty much but um we're in the we're in the works right now to to get my uh uh truck series debut in. Um, we still have some things to to straighten out with some uh with a future team, and but uh okay. once we get that done, we'll be we'll be releasing that information here soon. Well, that'd be sweet. Um, definitely uh keep up with you, see uh, how that goes along, and uh, be cool to see you out there in the truck series. So then, if you get into the truck series, are you pretty much done with arca then completely yeah um you know arca is a great series but we were more using it to get approval for the bigger tracks in the truck series um there's a long approval process through nascar and all the series um you know they'll they'll approve you for like under a mile track but if you know if i had those two since i had those two races under my belt now i'm approved for a larger track and so the more races you compete in, the more you're approved for. So that's kind of what we were, we were using ARCA for, um, you know, if, if the opportunity comes, uh, comes up on itself where there's a, there's a ride that's funded in the ARCA series, I'd be more than happy mm-hmm. to be in it. But, um, right now it's, it's out of pocket. And so we're, we're doing everything we can to keep myself moving forward. So pretty much, is it just, is it kind of sponsorship that you're kind of looking to lock in as well? to bring with you to a team yeah so um so as of now um under my under my own funding i only have one more race in so if um if if a sponsor doesn't come on um you know this next race will pretty much be my break it point um but you know i uh i've been working with some people here and there and they've been doing um everything from here to the moon and back to get me some sponsors and We've had some leads here and there. Nothing uh, too too serious though. But 
but you know we're we're working really hard to get it done um and you know i have a good feeling that something will come up soon it's just uh you know nothing has been for certain yet yeah i mean have you i assume you're familiar with the camping world guy marcus he, yes most like definitely mm-hmm. yeah i know he i think that one race he sponsored like what nine trucks or something like that yeah he's he still um, does that here and there and um you know that's that's a great opportunity and um if i'm able to bring him on board it i'm very thankful for it the the only downside to it is um the the sponsorship that he is giving um mm-hmm. it, it doesn't cover what it costs to run um so um, I believe he had the same little bit of an issue with Sheldon Creed. Yeah, yeah, Sheldon Creed. Um, you know, he's a he's a great driver, great dude, and everything. Um, yeah. I'm sure he was asking for a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it makes sense because you know he won the championship and everything. He's he's you know he his name's out there. Um, oh, exactly. But it's just uh, and like I said, like I'd be I'd be super appreciative if we were able to get him on board, um, and stuff like that. But and have in you order, have you been in time. contact with them all? Yeah, we we reached out to him a little bit. Um, he told us to you know keep him updated here and there. And um, there's only certain races he does it at. Um, and he doesn't really make his decision until soon before. So, <laughs> One of those guys. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you know an hour before the race. <laughs> yeah, man. If it was an hour, that would be that would be devastating. Uh, people would have like wraps ready to go and like just yeah, no re- waiting for the yes answer. Which one are we putting on? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, uh, but you know, if we're uh, if we're not able to lock in a sponsor, I will. I'll be running a white truck, and the hood will say sponsor me. The quarter panel will say sponsor me. The the bed will say sponsor me. Everything will say sponsor me wherever a sponsor would go. You know, you kind of need to do. You hmm. need to you need to pull out a Brandon Brown commercial. I Have you seen I that? saw that, and I wish I thought of that. You see what it got him, right? It got I, him a sponsor. Yeah, I know. I wish I thought of that beforehand. He's he's honestly a genius. I have to give props <laughs> to him on that one. He got I, some backlash for it, but I'm like. For being, and I mean, I feel like you guys kind of have similar things, um, similar background with kind of getting into racing and kind of paying for a lot of it yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's what he did. He's like, hey, I'll make my own commercial and sponsor me. And he got himself a, I think it was like a two or three race deal or something like that. But yeah, he, it worked. That, that was that was amazing. I, I got to give him props for that one. I don't know why anybody would give him backlash for that. Like he like. It's that, just, you know, you know. He's, that was, that was, it was, it was comedy. Honestly, it was, it was hilarious to watch. And, it you was. know, it was, it was, it, it puts a smile on people's face for sure to watch that. And it was cool to see it, you know, kind of pay off for him a little exactly, bit. Most definitely. It just shows it works. Yep. So all I... you gotta, all you gotta do is ask pretty much. And then, you know, yeah. hopefully one will come here and there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Brendan, what do you got? Yeah. So uh, I kind of want to talk about your, uh, your two races in the ARCA series, um, obviously at Phoenix and Charlotte, um, just kind of the different challenges at like each track. Cause I'm kind of curious to know, cause obviously they're two completely different tracks. So, um, just kind of the challenges to each. So, um, the, the biggest challenge that partakes in both of those is the lack of practice that we've had. Um, we've had a really short amount of practice due to COVID and everything. And then qualifying was um, looped in with practice. So that was the biggest problem with both of those. Um, At Phoenix, you're not really focusing on aerodynamics that much versus at Charlotte, aerodynamics is almost everything. Um, At Phoenix, you kind of focus on more of the suspension side. But um, at Charlotte, it's... I, I love like remembering it because it was it was a once in a lifetime feeling almost. I'm, hopefully, I can feel it again. But you'd you'd go into the corner and you would you would feel the rear end like yaw out a little bit, and it would it would stop at a certain point and it would almost be like like an invisible man is right there just pushing his hand on the right rear quarter panel to like stop it from moving. And what it is is. At those speeds, when you when you throw the car in that fast, and it kicks sideways, the wind catches the rear wing, and then it kind of like it it kind of acts like a backbone for the rear of the car. And so like 
it'd be weird to like kind of be looking a little bit towards the the inside of the track instead of like straight ahead but um in order to go um up to speed there that's kind of what you have to do uh phoenix you know phoenix was very challenging um considering what was my first arca race and um you know it it has like the the three corner setup and everything yeah. um i i practiced for for months on i racing before that race and i don't know if either of you have i racing or not but yeah. they don't have the updated version so the start and finish line is where the oh, where it back used to be. Old one, yeah. yeah and so <laughs> i showed up to phoenix and i was like i was like okay the shape's the same and then i was like i was looking at the back stretch and i'm like Where's the start finish line? <laughs> and then I walked to the I walked to where turn one would be on the on the old setup, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, what?" Wow. And then I got I got all bamboozled and stuff, and 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 so, um, you know, that was a little goofy to experience, but um, Did we had like a little throw bit you of... off in any way. Um, you know, i racing is not one hundred percent like real life. Um, yeah. I use i racing mostly to kind of like make sure I can keep you know, constant times up and, uh, you know, keep my reaction time up and everything. Mm-hmm. So it didn't throw me off too much. Um, the, so, so yeah, the, that didn't really affect me that much, but the back to the lack of practice, um, that's been the biggest problem. Um, at Phoenix, we had right front tire rub. And so we had to come in a lot to, to fix that. And so I didn't really have much time on the track during practice which probably affected me a little bit, but during the race, I kind of got the, the hang of it. And, you know, we were, we were throwing stuff together really quickly for the race. So um, to make sure that right front wouldn't rub anymore and, and, you know, cause a blowout and go into the wall and everything. But mm-hmm. so the, the setup wasn't exactly um, up to key at that point. I believe, you know, it, it, I was fighting a lot of looseness throughout the corners Um but as far as Charlotte, um, they had a test session beforehand, about a month beforehand. And um, just with, with the limited funding that I have, I wasn't able to participate in that. And a lot of the drivers were. So that was one of the setbacks for Charlotte. Um, we only had 45 minutes of practice. And, you know, after coming in every, you know, eight to 10 laps to, you know, check tire temps and tire pressures and make sure everything is good you know at at the end of practice you're really on the track for a good like 30 minutes total so wow. so yeah the that the the lack of practice has been the biggest struggle but um you know i i don't don't get me wrong i don't want to like toot my own horn or anything but i do feel like i'm able <laughs> to adapt pretty quickly to my uh like environments i guess you could say so well i i think the p10 kind of kind of backs you up there a little bit i mean i mean yeah, yeah. a little bit i if i if i got p1 that definitely would have backed it up a lot um <laughs> but yeah but you know there's there's definitely there's always room for improvement um and you know i'm i'm glad that i was able to experience that and able to have my family there to to experience it with me and everything and you know hopefully hopefully we can do somewhat the same thing on on my next race that'd be sweet yeah um What's it kind of going back to Phoenix, you know, your first race and everything was that, was that, that was your first race at like an official NASCAR track? Yes, that would have been my first race at an official NASCAR track. What kind of, I guess, how does it kind of, what does it really, I guess, feel like, you know, when you're down there for the pre-race ceremonies and just kind of before you kind of strap into the car, is there kind of, what goes through your head, I guess? Well, um, so back, Back at that time, I didn't really have the hair that I have now, so I don't know if either of you've seen what my hair is like, but no, it was pretty it. wild. <laughs> and my hair makes me look older, so so when it's cut, I look like I'm pretty much 15 years old. And you know, my hair was was decently short at the time, and I I was walking up to the pits with my bag and everything, like the the tunnel, mm-hmm. and some dude you know, he, he stops me. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, going into the pits. And he's like, no, you're not. And I was like, I like looked at him. I was like, what? And he was like, he was like, why would you be going to the pits? There's only, you know, certain people out in the pits. And I was like, I was like, I'm allowed in the pits. I'm supposed to be in the pits. And then he was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, sir, I was like, I'm a driver. And like, I pulled my helmet out and he was like, he was like, oh my gosh. He's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, go on your way. And I was like, 
I was like, you know, wow. I, under- I understand, like, you know, nobody's seen me before. It's my first time, like, he's doing his job, but I was like, I have a whole bag with me. Like, you gotta, you gotta at least explain. You gotta at least but, ex- yeah. Yeah, like, you gotta know what, it's not like a backpack, it's like a whole, like, suitcase, pretty much, you know, to, to haul everything in, but, so that was, that was pretty, that was a funny experience to, to experience. That was a way to calm the nerves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just gotta get in here, man. <laughs> but, uh... God, that would have been devastating if he didn't let me no in. Kidding. Yeah, but uh, um, you know the pre-race ceremonies. Um, I don't, I don't really get anxious. Um, oh. up until it's time to put the helmet on. Once I put the helmet on, I'm like, all right, we have to make sure we do this right, type stuff. So, mm-hmm. so I was like, I was chilling all day, you know, just just enjoying it, getting some seat time during practice, but, um. You know, they started doing driver intros, and I was like, all right, you know, deep breaths now, all that stuff. And then I hopped <laughs> in the car, and I was like, okay, like, we're fine, we're cool. And then, like, the pace car lights shut off, and we were on the track, and, like, I was, like, really having to, like, tell myself to breathe. I was like, I was like, all right, Chris, like, it, it's all cool. <laughs> like, you just, you got to do what you've been doing. Like, just, just, just stay focused yada 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 and and we took the green flag and then and then my demeanor changes it's it's like you know like game mode is on and everything so um but but yeah throughout the whole day it was it was definitely an experience um we did we had to wear masks the whole time back then um which was uh honestly terrible trying to just breathe through them and stuff like Mm -hmm. that after hopping in and out of the race cars but um you know i would i'd be making sure i'd drink a lot of water so i'd kind of pull it down here and there um, <laughs> i'm just digging a sip yeah, yeah exactly they were uh, all a over lot of sips. fans in there they were um, constantly one more time. that they were kind of the same way with the fans like i had to carry yeah. out a beer and a water bottle just so i could have it down yeah yeah so i mean you know they they got to follow protocols nothing against them on that but you know it was definitely a hassle i'm I'm just glad they didn't make us wear it under the helmet that would have yeah that would have been terrible (laughs) but uh (laughs) you know it was um you know but as far as like pre-race ceremonies and stuff you know is it's kind of the same on like how they do in the bigger lane model races you know you line up you do the driver intro and then you hop in and you go but you know the biggest thing is like it's you know you're you're on national tv at that point and so like that's that's kind of something that's in the back of your head too but um you know at the end of the day racing's racing and and you just got to make sure that you're focused and and ready to go and then you'll you'll do the best to your ability yep exactly that's awesome um so let's see what do you, you got anything else kyle any more questions um i just i heard his uh favorite cup driver was uh tony stewart huh being from indiana wouldn't it be uh maybe tony stewart my favorite is actually jeff gordon really <laughs> yes <laughs> any backstory to that so i i watched nascar a little bit before i actually started racing and I, I really don't know why I started liking him. I, I can't tell you why. Um, but, you know, I, I always liked him, stuff like that. And um, I kind of stuck with my gun on it since then. So um, I, I've been going with it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, he's I've met him before. And he's probably – I've met quite a few cup drivers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I met Danica Patrick, Jack Canales, Kyle Bush. Oh, nice. you know. Uh, a whole a whole list of them. One of my helmets is actually signed by like probably like twenty different people in the Cup Series, whether they're crew chiefs or drivers. Jeff Gordon is actually one of them, which is pretty cool. But heck yeah, um, you know he was the most like he was the most down to earth and and wanting to. You, it, it's not like he was willing to talk to fans. Is it, it was like he was wanting to talk to fans almost, and so oh, that's cool. Um, well, that's he, also the great thing about NASCAR. Mm-hmm. just with the fans exactly you know I, I mean i'm not sure really how f1 works i i don't follow open wheel that much but yeah, i mean i know you don't see as much interaction through the fans and drivers in f1 as you do in nascar which which i think is what makes nascar like great itself um you know because 
without the fans, you know, they're, you know, not only as a driver, but as, as a, a sanctioned sport, you know, you're nothing, you know what I mean? You got to have fans exactly. supporting, supporting you and supporting the drivers that compete in your series. So, um, yeah. and you know, and, and when I, I love interacting with the fans, they, they always put a smile on my face. Um, you know, you'll get, you'll get a few people who here and there just, just throw shade, but you know, you just kind of like, <laughs> You just look the other way, and you're like, okay, like I hope that made you happy, and then and then you just go yeah. back to to talking with the people that love you, and and you know that that always puts a smile on my face. That's yeah. cool. Well, uh, it was awesome having you on. Um, yeah. Definitely, uh, I'll keep up with you. Hopefully, we can see you out on a on the racetrack in a truck here before too long. Well, I appreciate you guys having me, and and hopefully, whenever we uh, we do release that, I can hop back on here and and tell you guys a little bit about it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we'd love to have you back on. Absolutely. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, good luck the rest of the season, and uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter as well. He is uh, very interactive, which we do like to see. So, um, <laughs> thank you for your time. For sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. Oh shit! All right, <laughs> never mind. Brendan, how should I bring that in? Bring what in? You said how you could knock out of... an intro. I did the first <laughs> intro. I killed the first intro. You didn't kill I... it. You just said, "Hey, it's Kyle with the host, Brendan Littell. <laughs> How's it did... going?" He killed <laughs> it as did... in he murdered it as in a bad thing. That's what he did. <laughs> no, should I just be like? Uh... <laughs> What's right, up, we guys? Go. We're back. We're here. Kyle, you need USA to figure it out. Okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. Three, Come on now. two, one. <laughs> all right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Diecast series. And today we got my good buddy, Nathan Burris, a.k.a. USA Diecast with us. How's it going today? Doing great, guys. How y'all doing? Well, just chilling. Good. Same here. Just, just chilling. the uh, Arca race. Yeah, I caught some of that race, but... uh. It's interesting so, to see uh, Corey Heim beat him. It is interesting to see that. Extremely interesting. But anyway, so um, what y'all want to know? What y'all want to hear? Well, you got any uh, got any new stuff coming in or soon? Or uh, well, was hoping something was going to be coming in next week, but I mean, uh, Lionel is now closed. Their warehouse is closed through next Sunday, so they don't back open back up till the fifth. So it'll probably be that next week before I have anything. But I've got a fairly large order and got a bunch of Justin Algar race wins coming in. Um, we've got the Dover race win. We've got three different Richmond race wins. We've got the standard. We've got the dual auto with Justin and Blake Cott. And then, then we've got the standard Justin Algar auto. Also on that order, I've also got the Zane Smith Michigan win, his first win. I've yeah, got excited uh, for that. Yeah, it's a good looking truck too. I just got his um MHC, the orange 21 truck in just about a week ago. So yeah. uh, that truck looks really good. So I'm excited for that uh, for that race win. I also got an autograph version that I've actually sold to y'all's last guest, Tom. That'll be going to him as soon as I get it. So he missed out yeah. on it, and I didn't really necessarily need two of them. But, but that's just what I got coming in soon. I mean, Tom was that's talking about, you know, all what he's got, you know, on pre-order. Tom's kind of a lightweight. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, my my outstanding pre orders is thirty four hundred dollars right now. Oh, wow. God damn! <laughs> now some of that stuff's DMP. There's been two or three in there that are DMPs that aren't that that Circle B hasn't taken out yet or listed as DMP. So those are still listed there, but yeah, that's quite a bit. So crazy. Um, yeah. Have you have you had any luck finding a uh, wave three or four? Zero. Well, I found wave three. What's that? Yeah, wave three. Yeah, I found wave three. I found plenty of wave three. I have not seen wave four yet at all. I've got a guy that I'm looking for. I got a couple people wanting some trucks. I only saw him at Target. Never. I never seen the the two WalMarts that I hit regularly that are really close to my house. Uh, One's literally like a mile, not even, and the other one's about three. I can't tell you the last time I found into authentic in those stores. Okay. It's been my months best, and months and months. They've had some haulers, but yeah, that's what I've seen. Um, I stopped today and I found some more Wave 4, but the case had already 
Yeah. Kind of been the last time I stopped looking for authentics uh, was a couple of days ago. I think it was like Wednesday. I think I was talking with you Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember which day it was. Yeah, I um, Walmart. It went Target. I did oh, go to Walmart. I did go to Walmart also, but a Target had they still had a couple Brad K Bristol wins and the uh, Blaney Talladega wins is all they had left hanging. Okay, that's what uh, I found over in Mississippi the other day. Yeah, no, I saw that. It's, that was... <laughs> What's Michigan Diecast doing over here buying our authentics up in Mississippi? <laughs> Working. That's what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. But, they had a whole decent amount there too. Just a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. But as far as the authentics go, you know, um, with me living where I do right here by the retail store, I, you know, I normally get all my stuff from them, but the last two waves, I guess they underproduced them is what I'm assuming they has happened because they were flat told, no, you can't have any, because if I give you X amount of cases, um, we're not gonna have enough to fill, fulfill our orders. With our major, okay. with our major, with our major providers. So yeah, so that I mean, and then they they said they'll let them let them know about wave five, which is kind of crazy. That that's kind of how they treat them. They treat them, they don't treat them like a extension of Lionel. They treat them more like a dealer. Which is in theory, weird. I mean, you literally have to. Um, they have to order all their stuff. If they don't order it, they most likely won't get it. You would think they would do it be a, it'd be the other way around. They would make sure they had everything and they would really take care of them, make sure they always have stuff. That's why, you know, people were posting there during the Coke 600 that all they had was Daytona Way. Well, that was all they could get. She went in and looked at what was available in the Authentics, and that was the only thing available that she could get. So she'd rather so have they, something than nothing. So are they getting any, any of the next ones in? Do you know that yet? Or I, no? They don't know yet. Um, She'll let. She said she'd let me know, but she's do not. You, she uh, doesn't know yet. But do you happen to know what's in the waves or no? Maybe, maybe not. I can't really divulge <laughs> that information. It'll get me in trouble. <laughs> I don't know if you want to read it off. Or, even uh... if I did, if I did, if I wanted to, <laughs> I wouldn't. Man, you go get me in trouble. What you talking about? I'm trying to get our guests. Yeah, I don't in know trouble. what you're talking about. <laughs> I got to harass him a little bit. He does. It's okay, though. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, wait. What did he wait, say? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> but, I mean, uh, hopefully they'll get them. Because I know, you know, it makes it easier on you, Kyle, especially with, oh, you know, man. with what you're doing now, with being over the road with your new job. It makes it a whole lot easier for you just from, if they get them, I just buy the case for you and yep. and ship it to you. But, yeah, uh, lot, it was a lot easier whipping a straight truck into those stores than it is a oh, uh, 53 oh, tractor trailer now. 100%. Now I'm, I just pull in the park and I'll watch out. Here I come. What are you doing yeah. here? Looking for toys. <laughs> I'm looking for kids' toys. But, <laughs> but you know, yeah. so that's kind of where the authentics are going. You know, you see a lot of complaints about it. I, you see a lot of complaints about everything. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? That. I'm happy to get them. Whether, you know. Across the board, you know, these people you see post, post on Facebook, you see them on Instagram. I'm not going to mention any names, um, but, you know, and you probably know one person I'm talking about. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, these grown men complaining about a, to- about a you know, a collectible diecast having a paint chip in it. Yeah, you see that a lot. And, I couldn't uh, even look at mine that close. No, no. That's why when I post a picture, you know, I mean, you see how I post different angles and stuff. Yeah. I'll have someone point something out and be like, I, I honestly, I take them out. I take six pictures. I put a bat in the box. That's exactly what I do. I mean, like with the 124s, pull them out, take my pictures, put them on the shelf, put them in a case, whatever. You know, with the 164s, take them out, take the pictures. If they're going, you know, if they're mine, they either go in a case or they go in, a, in the, they go in the drawer until I can get up, you know, have room in the case or. You know, if they're going to somebody else, they just go back in the box. And I mean, I don't even pay attention. There could be a there could be a paint chip on the one it was. I probably wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen someone will point something. I'll go back and look back. Oh yeah. wow, <laughs> I didn't even see that. So, but um, yeah. I and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't. But, I mean, I get if it makes YouTube content or whatever they want. Yeah, well, I think it's just people having stuff to complain about, you know, and then. Oh yeah. You know, and then also the price increase with Lionel. Yeah. He, does it suck? 
Hundred percent. Yeah, it sucks that the price went up. I, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to argue with you one bit. It sucks that the price went up, but if you did not see this coming, or you don't understand why, you just don't understand basic economics. Exactly. Exactly. The person that's complaining about the price of a diecast going up is the same person that had a contractor out at the end of 2019 to build a deck. COVID hit. They didn't do it. Now they want them to build the same deck, and it's double the price. Well, guess yep. what? Lumber is three times as much as it was then. Exactly. And they want to know why. But I digress. I try not to go on too big of a rants like that. I just let it be. I just kind of ignore them. Yeah, but it's just it gets it gets old when it's just, you know the same people over and over again, and then there you go. Look, they just bought the next newest car out for their favorite driver. They just went and bought. <laughs> they just went and bought the next wave of authentics that just came out. But yeah. yet they were just complaining about how bad Lionel was and their quality and QC and all that stuff, you know, a, a week a week ago. But yet yeah, they're still buying. Don't like it? Don't buy it. Hundred percent. You know they 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 want they want to complain about Lionel. Don't listen to anybody. Well, why? I mean, they they listen. They know what's going on. But the thing is, as long as they're still selling it, they're not going to change a whole lot. No, no money I money mean, personally, money talks. I don't open authentics, you know. I don't either. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, unless, I they're, tru- unless they're trucks that are exclusive to the authentics, then I'll open them up because I've got a case full of 164 trucks. But that's that's it. Yeah. Other than that, I don't open authentics. So, which I don't buy them anymore any, for myself personally, anyway. But yeah, I mean, I buy, I keep all the cow bush, obviously. Well, yeah, and if, if there and was then... ever any. If there was ever any Algiers, I would keep those, obviously. But yeah, you know, exactly. There, there hasn't been one since 2018, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. 2018 standard Brant scheme was the last one he had. Yeah. Yeah. But, then they made the uh, Michael Annette in the last one. Yes. There's a Gragson two coming. I believe. Yeah. Man, yeah. They're making a lot of him. There's a Bass Pro Shop one coming, so. Okay. I can't remember when, but there is. Well, sweet. Well, do y'all want to know? Y'all want to? I know time's about up here. Y'all want to know anything else? Um, <laughs> Brendan, you got anything? Anything specific to the collection? Anything oh. you want to know? That's a Brandon? good question. I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, see, I see. I know most of like you know his collection, so I'm trying to think of questions that could be. Well, I'll ask him the same question <laughs> I asked Tom. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like I know the answer, but I'm not sure. And I know everybody listening will not know the answer. What is so you know, there's <clears throat> a lot of people don't like Harvick, a lot of people don't like Kyle Bush, but yep. they buy their cars because of the paint schemes. Yep. <clears throat> oh, what then you driver know that you know the answer. I do, but what driver I want you to tell them. Okay. What driver for you is a driver you absolutely do not root for, but you buy his cars based off paint schemes? Uh, Kyle Busch and KBM trucks. Yeah, I mean, well, I have two KBM truck paint schemes. Or well, just well, race, the race wins, and okay. or if it's or if it's nice because I do have uh, I can't I don't Kenny he's hidden by a box I can't even remember um Christian Eckes's eighteen truck I have it oh yeah but uh and then I've got a couple Kyle wins but like I've got his I've got the two apps. The Appalachian State um, M&M's cars, his race win at Charlotte, and then the 2019 uh, Fantasy Cup car. I've got both of those. I went to App State. I went. I graduated from from high school up there, where App State's at. So that's kind of something that's kind of local hits home. So I do have both of those. Okay. But so yeah, it was, am, it was Kyle, I'm it's holding, Kyle Bush now. Yeah, I'm holding the uh, Xfinity win here. Yep. And I believe when we talked the other day, we said it was sponsored by M&M's with App State on it. That one may not have it on there. It does not. It is does strictly. It no, it is strictly okay. App State. Okay. I have now, it. The cup car. It, the cup car is 100%. M&M's. I know it is. Because that was a show yeah. car that was up there at the. Um, that was up there at the stadium for a home, for a home game. Like, yeah. Once again, what did I say about when I, I pull my car out? I take a picture for the money show. <laughs> yeah, right. There's proof too. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's up on the top shelf by the Corey LaJoy cars, and I yep. mean, oh well. I mean, I think it was a a Mars M M&M and M backed sponsorship for it. 
Yeah, most likely. I, I'm pretty sure it was, but I'm not 100% positive. But yes. it still looked freaking good on track, though. Oh, absolutely. It looked amazing. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that would be it. So, the, the Kyle Busch or KBM truck would be the ones, you know, yeah, that I, I you like know, a lot. that I have currently that I don't necessarily care for. But, I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I mean, there's a, like, for instance, the uh, Texas win. I'm going to buy that because that zombie paint scheme is pretty, yeah. pretty incredible. It's beautiful, yeah. Pretty incredible. Yeah. So, well, you got he's... anything? You got anything, Brandon? You know, I'll ask a question here because, you know, your all guy collection is phenomenal. Um, with all yeah. the customs and stuff, which uh, I'm getting ready to add. I counted up. I got like 17 in the work coming. Oh wow! In 124. So... Yeah. Holy crap. What's no, those your... aren't, no, those aren't custom. Those are produced. Oh, okay, produced. Yeah, but well, what is your favorite Allgaier car um, besides uh, got... customs? Oh, uh, beside the custom. Oh yeah. lord, <laughs> the, I'll, the, that's I'll a go good question. I'll go with this one, and this is going to be out of left field because it's not a NASCAR custom. It's not a NASCAR oh. car. It's going to be his 2008, or maybe it might be 2006 um, midget, and okay. that's because it was it was given to me by the Allgaiers. That's like a that's like a hundred fifty dollar car where you when you can find it, hundred to one hundred fifty dollar car, and actually found one in a storage unit, and she just gave it to me. That's awesome. So that would have to be my favorite. If you go to um, strictly a stock car, it would have to be his. Um, Dodge Char- Dodge Charger. Okay. The, the Verizon Dodge Charger. That Verizon. car is just, yeah. The Ch- Dodge Charger. No, I'm sorry. The Dodge Challenger. Is it Challenger or Charger? I can't even remember. It's going to be yeah, the. I don't even remember. But it's going to be, yeah. It's going to be the, the Dodge Challenger is what it is, not the Charger. The Charger is what it drove first. But the Challenger, the when they redesigned the Xfinity cars. Yeah. They only made like nine complete nine total of that body style, so that's a fairly valuable car of his. Yeah, you barely so, see that one pop up. <laughs> very rarely, and you do it's a hundred plus easy, oh, if yeah. not more. But yeah. cool. cool. Well, sweet. I appreciate you uh, hopping on. Not a problem. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that was a pretty sweet. Uh, it was a fun episode. To get uh, both of you guys, Dude, uh, I can't wait. To, I can't to, wait to listen uh, listen to the Chris Hacker part of it when it gets yeah, yeah. when it gets dropped out. I'll I'll listen to it in between jobs riding down the road. Heck yeah, that's when I listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> Once Brendan gets it up, I like to listen to him back. It'll be so, up tomorrow. So okay, so I can listen to it. Cool. Well, y'all guys have a good evening. Yeah, you thanks too, for brother. Hopping on. Thanks for hopping on. Not a problem. All right, later.